This is CliffCentral.com. One hit wonders. We are not that. No, we are not, Paolo. No, we are not because um, we're back. My name is Paolo. This is Dory. And we host the best 80s show you have heard since the last 80s show you heard. Well, since the 80s. Since the 80s. Hey, could it possibly be that? And they were long ago. So it's been a drought for you, but we're here now. So it's okay. Okay, so that's awesome. So we are not one-hit wonders, like I say, okay? No. We are two-hit wonders. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about and playing you one-hit wonders, okay? And there were a lot in the 80s. There were, well, listen, I think there's one-hit wonders in every sort of era. But, uh, the, but the 80s had a hell of a lot of them. They had a hell of a lot of them. Um, so I think let's just jump straight into it. This song, listen, when this song breaks, you just got a, the bow-bow just in the beginning. You know, you know what song is coming you when you know, hear that. You know exactly. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to love. Soft cell, how soft is your soul and how tainted is your love my love is so tainted but my love of the 80s is not tainted. hey exactly so listen going into it um but but that soft cell that's from uh coneheads uh yeah coneheads. yeah it is yeah it is i know that marilyn manson did a remake of that song Ugh. yeah we want to talk about that exactly the only thing marilyn manson is useful for was being the nerdy kid from the wonder years and Un- unproven <laughs> unproven <laughs> okay. okay so so next up yes. okay next up is you know because we want to go a little bit like street right yeah we okay. need to like get into the grittiness yeah. of the one hit wonders of the 80s yeah exactly because one hit wonders it wasn't just all karaoke songs you know there was street yeah there was street and no one was more street than nina nana nuna nana nina N- nina cherry nina cherry okay she was super street you know nina cherry yeah one hit one of the 80s you know who her brother was? Um, Eagle Eye Cherry, the one-hit wonder of the 90s. Was it 90s? Oh, who cares? Yeah, if you want that, go listen to that 90s show. But don't, yeah. rather listen to that 80s show. Yeah. Okay, so um, Nina Cherry, she went very street. And she had, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Have you heard of a buffalo stance? Um, I hadn't before the song. What do you think it is? Because like, you know, so, so there's a thing, right? I, I don't know if you spend much time in, in men's bathrooms at the urinals. I try not to. Yeah, you try not to. So there are guys who take buffalo stances because you listen. So, so I'm a cubicle man. Like I prefer going into the cubicle. I got oh, my own space. TMI, TMI, stop. When you got to go to the trough and you get guys, they do take the buffalo stance. Is that like when you stand really far off and then like try and aim with an arc? Well, no, it's these dudes. They stand like legs akimbo as wide as they can. They take up as much space. Like a yoga pose. It's almost like a yoga pose. Now, if you caught between two dudes who are doing that buffalo stance, then you're standing there doing your like little pelican dance. (laughs) Pelican dance. (laughs) Just play the song, (laughs) don't Okay.
So, so my lack of knowledge of what Buffalo Stance actually was was bothering me. Okay, so I urban dictionaryed it. Ah, always good to urban dictionary, it's, but sometimes not good. No, it's most of the time it's not good. So, so it says yeah, Buffalo Stance is a song by Nana Cherry. Inspired Nana, Nina, 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 Nina. Just, let's Nina? go with Nana. Nana. Okay. And inspired. Listen to this. Okay, there was a, a show in the eighties called Dance Party USA where they got like a whole bunch of teenagers just like dancing, like they just danced to songs, and that was the whole show. Like they, awesome. Why hey? do they not have shows like that anymore? <laughs> exactly. We have to watch, again, the Kardashians. We have to watch the Kardashians. I don't, never see anyone dancing to 80s music in the Kardashians. Okay. I don't see anyone dancing to 80s music ever. It's so sad. I know. It breaks my heart. Um, so, But what it inspired was uh, a, a dancers would stand absolutely still for the duration of the song. So every time Buffalo Stance came on, they'd just stand still. It's like when the kiddies do their little dance things and they say, be a statue. It's exactly like that. Now, you said you played the song in the office yesterday. I did. And, okay, granted, I am one of the older people in the office, and I remember when that song was being played to death on the radio. How many times a day? Because, I mean, there were possibly only like four songs going. So how many times a day would that song be played? At least 27 times a day. That's a lot of times. It was cool, though. Everybody loved the song. It was, it was huge. That song was huge. Nobody in the office knew it. They were like, what is this? And the youth of today. Oh, that's the problem. That, that's why everything's just falling down. That's why everything's just falling down. Now, listen, if you don't want to fall down, okay? If you don't want to fall down, you've got to do a safety dance, don't you? You can dance, everyone look at your pants. Are those lyrics? Those are lyrics. Is that right? the misheard lyrics? Those are misheard lyrics. I but think they're so much better. That's what they should have actually been saying. I think that is my years and years of watching Simpsons. I think that's that's why I think that's, that's what the words are about. Do you know what that song is about? Do you, I'd, I'd love to know what that song is about. Do you think it's about telling people to practice safe sex? Um, maybe, you, but probably not because dancing is different. Well, it's, I mean, it could be like a, um, it could be a metaphor. Mm, do you think it's about um, nuclear anti-nuclear protests? Um, no, that sounds like something that would have happened more in the sixties. You're right, Dory. A song called "Safety Dance" is actually about dancing safer. Because like it's literal, literally it, it, about it, dancing safer. It is literal. That's why they one hit wonders. There's no depth. To any of their songs, okay? That video was a one-hit wonder. It was. Hey, it, it, I mean, I'm telling you it starred the little midget dude from A Game of Thrones. He was in it. He was in it somewhere. Okay, there were a lot of little dudes running around in that video. Right. Okay, right. So um, it's actually about dancing safely, right? Because there was a, a dance move in the 80s called pogoing. Now, take a guess what pogoing is about. What the hell is pogoing? What's a, okay, what? a pogo stick is like a stick that you jump up and down on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was a dance. And bouncers didn't, With, without the stick. Without the stick. So bouncers didn't like people doing that dance. It's just like people would just jump up and down in a club. Just jump. Okay? Just jumping up and down. And bouncers didn't like it. So they said, well, if you're going to dance like that, you can dance like you want to. Okay? But you can't dance like that. So this is a protest song about saying, well, we want a pogo. That is so deep. Hey, that is why they one-hit wonders, okay? It's all about party songs. It's all about how good do I sound on a karaoke machine. It's like they had the forethought, all of these one-hit wonders. They thought, you know, one day there's going to be dance, dance, revolution, and a whole wave of, like, video games, okay? And I need to make sure my song is in that. So I don't need depth. I don't need um, 
balance. I don't need, I don't need to be, um, like ethereal or anything. I just need to have a catchy hook and lyrics nobody really understands. And flouncy blonde hair. And flouncy blonde hair. Because that was, that's what I remember most from the video, apart from, you know, the little people. Yeah, yeah, the little, the little Game of Thrones dude running around. So, our next song. I'm going to rather talk about it afterwards, but what do you like having for breakfast? Hey, Dory, you have really put me on the spot here. What should <laughs> okay, I, what should okay. I like having for breakfast? In terms of, in terms of what you drink for breakfast. Uh, a coffee is good. Okay, if it's not a coffee, what do you drink for breakfast? A tea is good. If it's not a tea, come on, you can get this. You Perhaps can do it. A smoothie, maybe? No, but you're getting closer. Um, a whiskey, perhaps. Okay, not that kind of breakfast. Maybe an orange juice. That's the one. There we go. What I like most about this is just just listen to how it opens with the sound effects. They're so rich. So neat. Orange Juice Jones with a song called The Rain. He's blaming it on the rain. You know, there was so much rain in the 80s. There was rain everywhere. Every single 80s movie had a scene where somebody ran through the rain crying. I promise that is a fact. Every single one. You feel like, you feel like you could, it was like apocalyptic. Even in that song, he talks about us, he saw them walking in the rain, holding hands and all being in love. The rain was quite big. So, you know, this, this, uh, song was uh, released on Def Jam Records. Now, people today know Def Jam Records, right? I think Iggy Azalea's on it and Justin Bieber's on it, but this dude was on uh, Def Jam Records. Was he like, one of the first people on Def Jam Records? Uh, this was their first uh, R&B hit. So, uh, you know, I think they were like more, more a hip hop, um, a hip hop album, but mm-hmm. this was their first number one R&B song. Look, I mean, I don't think it's one of my favorite songs, but it, it has that nostalgia factor. So and it has, a, it has a very cool quote about one hit wonder. So, I mean, they spoke to him and they said, Hey, dude, Orange Juice Jones, um, why are you, I mean, what do you have to say about your, your one hit wonder status? So he said, Orange Juice Jones. He came, he saw, he conquered, he moved on. You dig? Oh, that is just philosophy for life. Hey, it is. We should all take a little leaf out of Orange Juice Jones's book. You dig? You dig. You dig? So, Paolo, what's coming up next? Well, Dory, if you had uh, read your uh, playlist, you would no, 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 no. Should I just play it no, 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 now? Yes. In 1965, Vietnam seemed like just another foreign war, but it wasn't. It was different in many ways, and so were those who did the fighting. In World War II, the average age of the combat soldier was 26. In Vietnam, he was 19. In, 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 in Vietnam, he was 19. 19. Very conceptual song. That sounded like almost ahead of its time and yet dated at the same time. It, so it was probably like, when was that song released? Like mid eighties, I think. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So somewhere was, in the eighties. I mean, come on, let's not get like bogged down by facts. So it sounded very 1992. So when you heard it in the eighties, oh, the song sounds at least seven years ahead of its time. 
But it was like, you're right. So it's like ahead of its time as dated. Very conceptual. Lots of like mm. grabs from, from news and heavy. Heavy, it's heavy very, stuff. very heavy. I think we need to like add some fun back in now. Because yeah, that he, was. He should have done a follow up called 20. You know, where it's all about self-entitlement and, oh, I should have a position and some <laughs> millennials. You know, it should be something like that. Okay, but that was, that was heavy. Okay, that Very was heavy. Very heavy. So, listen, I want to have some fun. Okay. I want to have some fun. So, just give me a second. Paolo, what do you do? Paolo, uh, keep I your shirt on. Paolo, you do not have to take your clothes off. Ah, oh, you suck. Not a word from your lips. We don't have to take our clothes off Jermaine Jackson with that uh, little... No, what? no, no. Jermaine Stewart. Jermaine Jones. I know I know there were a lot of Jermaines in the 80s. It's very confusing. Jermaine Stewart. Jermaine Stewart. We don't have to take our clothes Such off. Such a one-hit wonder that you can't even remember his name. Uh, you can't even remember her the, the sex because wasn't it a woman? No, Jermaine. But Jermaine's by... It's, it wasn't bad. It's a, it's a person? <laughs> Moving on. Okay, right. <laughs> Moving on. Do you remember Falco? I do remember Falco. Now, Falco was not a one-hit wonder, which is why we are not playing him in this show. He was a two-hit wonder. He was. A two-and-a-half-hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah, two, yeah. Okay, yeah, technically, because, I mean, he did the next song we're going to play. He did the original version. He did it in German. Yeah. German something. European some language yeah, yeah. of some sort. Yeah. But then it was made more famous by the English version, which is what we're going to play next. It sounds like something out of World War Two. I had more like Secret Police in the in the eighties, Cold Warish. Hmm. I don't know. Would Would you take that? I see men in leather trench coats standing in the rain because mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. of course, the rain. Oh, wait a minute. I think I'm thinking of the music video, probably. I think you're probably thinking about what happens at, at your house. Um, with men in leather trench coats. Is there anything other, under their trench coats? And if if there isn't, if there isn't, don't turn around. Uh-oh. Yeah. Dari, I'm very angry with you. Why? Because, what? no, because Dari, listen, I'm all for puns and I'm all for like tenuous links, but you found the most tenuous of links between those last two songs. The word fire features in both those songs. Do we need more than that? But Dari, that's, that's, that's very poor. And do you understand that the fire that they're talking about, the burning that they're talking about, when you go boom, boom in somebody's room, it's not a nice fire. It's not a nice burning. That friction. That friction and that, that friction that doesn't go away for six days, hey? Okay? You've got to go to a doctor. It's embarrassing. 
You don't want the nurse to really know what's going on. I love that song, though. I love that boom, boom, let's go back to my room. That song was a hit for like a minute in the 80s, though. But it was I so love, cheesy. I love all the 80s songs that made the, the like buttoned-up conservatives feel very uncomfortable about what was happening. So that's why I love it, because you just had all these, like, you know, these stuck-up guys going, ooh, why are these, this guy saying, boom, boom, let's go back to my room? What does boom, boom actually mean? What is, we all know what it means. Let's not, we're not children here. We're not children here. Okay. okay. We might have been children in the 80s. We were children in the 80s. Then we didn't know, because we were just like, boom, boom, let's go back to my room and start a fire. Well, okay. we'd like play with like blocks or something. Yeah, that, that's yeah. awesome. Well, um, so that's boom, boom, let's go back to my room. By Paul Lukakis. So did they, was the boom, boom room inspired by the song? Boom, boom room, the, one, the ones who sang, here comes the man. And here comes the man. Oh my, did you see what actually just happened there? Did you see how a sequence of events led us into that? Led us into that. Just, just, just press rewind and go back and just see how the sequence of events. That was not planned. That was that not was planned. Totally gag. unplanned. That was a totally unplanned gag. So listen, we've, we've come to the end of the show. I mean, so it's sad. A, it just flies, but there's one more song. There's one more. One hit wonder. We've left the best for last, in a way. We, we have left the best for last. So let me, let me tell you about a song, right? This song, huge cultural impact, okay? Is there a song? Now, the song was released in 1988, okay? But since then, okay, now see if you can guess it. It has been used by, um, George Bush as, uh, part of his U.S. presidential campaign, as a campaign song. Um, it has appeared in movies like Flushed Away, Wally, the Fresh Prince, The Simpsons, Futurama, Nip Tuck, That 70s Show, Dawn of the Dead, Jarhead. It's been used in rent-a-car adverts, Walkers, Huggies. It's been used by TV channels as their official song. It's been used by Jamaica when they got taken up by a hurricane. They used it as their relief song. Even Big Mouth Billy Bass recorded a version of the song. Can you, I mean, what song? That is so prolific. So basically from a kiddies animated movie to a zombie movie, you would have heard this song. Which? If you haven't heard the song, you've definitely been in a coma for the last 40 years. You probably, you probably have. You probably have. So it's with that. I mean, do you know the song? Of course I know the song. You know the song. Of course you know the song because you know the playlist. (laughs) (laughs) But it's with that. So he's saying it's used to be in all these different places. Has such an impact. It, we even know that the song works because it's the only song played in the office that actually everybody knew. Everybody, even, even the young'uns. Even the young'uns, okay? So thank you for listening once again. Hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, don't worry, guys. Be happy. This is CliffCentral.com.